Um, y'all feeling good? Yeah. Hasn't this been an amazing day already? And it's only 2.22. Yes, this has been phenomenal. Uh, this is Ford Fry. And uh, he's a good friend of ours. Ford, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and day. It's pretty fun, thanks. Yes, to come and share a little bit uh, with us. And I think um, one of the goals for Linus is to bring people in, number one, that we believe in, that we support uh, you know, in our community, in the nation, in the world, um, but that we, we love, we have relationship with, but ultimately that would benefit us, right, and make us dream, and I think we just saw that in Jeff, I'm like, I'm so inspired, and we brought in Ford Fry, because uh, you're just an inspiring person, I don't know if you know this, um, but Ford Fry has a, how many restaurants do you have now? Eleven. He has eleven restaurants. How many restaurants are in the Atlanta Ten. area? Ten restaurants in the Atlanta area, and then where are your other two? Uh, one in Houston, one in right where I grew up, across the school I went to, and yeah, and so um, tell us some of the names of your restaurants. You might uh, have heard of them. All right, I'm going to stick by neighborhood. Uh, I started off on the west side, so Jay, oh, first of all, I'm, I'm going to not answer that question real quick. Um, Go for it. This is all about, <laughs> this is all about you, Ford. Um, I got to tell I mean, I walked in uh, three songs ago and immediately got, and I'm telling the truth, I'm, this, I'm just winging this right now, and I was... I immediately got chills when I walked right past here with the sound. And then I saw all of you guys out here. And I'm not a, I don't usually stand and hand if I don't have to, you know? Um, <laughs> but, um, but I have never seen that the most legit, uh, really real, true worshiping going on. I mean, I, I'm getting chills right now. And I'm like, I maybe, I mean, I, that's, probably the best I've ever felt in worship and that's what I'm, I'm a big music guy and um that's a big part for me I, I want to feel the worship because I want to truly worship and I, I don't know that I ever have you know and um I won't tell you where I go but um, <laughs> um <laughs> but uh this was truly truly real inspiring um I was up really late last night and um, was woken up really, really early this morning by my wife, as she does, and she's like, oh, uh, where's Shane? He in here? Shane and Eby, you know, are invited us to go to this event tonight. I hear you're speaking at, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Um, and I'm like, no, I don't know, you know, I'll probably come home. And then I walked in here, I'm like, uh, oh, my gosh, we, I, she has to see this. She has to feel this, so hopefully... Hopefully we'll be able to come back. But, okay, now I'll answer the question. All right. Um, Ford Fry, everybody. We're done. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> no, so, so I started with JCT. And I'm just going to do the neighborhood because I'll forget one. Uh, on the west side. Uh, Marcel on the west side. Uh, the Optimist on the west side. Uh, number 246 in Decatur. Uh, Inman Park is uh, Beetle Cat and Superica. Uh, <laughs> and then... Um, Buckhead is Super Rica. Um, I knew there was going to get no woos in Buckhead. <laughs> um, but then uh, oh, King and Duke and St. Cecilia. Uh, El Felix up north in, uh, what's it called? Avalon up in Alpharetta. And, and then State of Grace in Houston. That's amazing. Is it lunchtime yet? Uh, 
So we're going to start off with an easy question. We're just going to kind of uh, roll with it. And so as we're talking about your restaurants, uh, what would you say is your favorite one? It's kind of like your baby, you know, like your most proud um, restaurant. Obviously, you love all of them. But there's probably one or two that really stick out in your mind, and why? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard. I mean, I, I, uh, I would have to say if there's an overall score um, that's, you know, favorite in the field, favorite in the food, favorite in uh, the design, favorite in the media awards and, and all that stuff. I mean, all around, I think the Optimist, you know, it's fine, you know, really it paid off as a business really fast. So it's hard to say that's not the favorite one. And it is, it's, you know, they're all really the same, but if I had to pick one, that would be it. So we know where we're going for dinner tonight. Everyone head to the Optimist if you can get through Atlanta traffic and be back here on time. Uh, so we're going to go a little bit deeper now. We want to really get to know the innard Ford Fry. Okay. So, um, this can kind of go back to your childhood, who you are as a person, how you grew up to be the Ford Fry as we see today. Um, who, who or what inspired you, um, to really become this chef, this person, like who, who planted that maybe in your heart or who did you look to and say, I can do this, you know? Uh, you know, I, I grew up uh, in Houston. You know, my grandfather was a doctor. My father was in real estate and insurance, and they all did well. So, I mean, I always knew, like, okay, I'm going to go to college and uh, get into business, you know. And this was back, I graduated high school in 88, so I'm old. So uh, this, uh, back, you know, back then being a chef was not really that cool, you know. It was some dude with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth in a kitchen, you know. And, um <laughs> So I, but I loved going to restaurants. And my grandparents, I, I would say I'd really lean it to them towards um, inspiring me about food and travel and all that. And uh, so we were, you know, pretty, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, lucky, I guess, to be able to go travel around to Europe and wherever. And wherever we went was about, uh, hey, let's go to this neighborhood because to eat at Guy Savoie, where and then after we're done, I guess we could swing by the Eiffel Tower. You know, it's kind of thinking like that, you know, where food always took precedence over everything. And so I always thought I wanted to be in the restaurant side. Um, and so I got little jobs like a, like a bus boy and as a waiter, and I was terrible. I mean, the worst. Like, it, I, I'm going to tell you this, but when I, when I was a kid, okay, so I was a bus boy, and I, uh, I don't know if I got fired. I may have, but uh, because uh, I would hang out near the – near the dish pit uh, when food came back that did, wasn't touched or eaten or whatever, or was half or two-thirds eaten. You know, I'm like, am I looking? And boop, you know, I grabbed a feast. Because <laughs> um, I wanted to eat, you know, I wanted to eat it. And uh, so, um, so, and then I was a server, and I was a terrible server. Um, they would give me a four-table section. I'd give away three tables to the other servers because I only wanted one table. And I messed that one up. Uh, so then I'm like, okay, maybe I just like to eat. So I go off to college, th join a fraternity, thinking, all right, I guess I'll do something in business. I don't know what that is. And, you know, my dad just said he saw that he saw it just tanking, you know, because I just didn't go to class or anything. So uh, he said, you know, I read this article in the Wall Street Journal saying fast-track careers, and the chef was one of them. Um, and at that time, it didn't look like a high-paying career either, but... Um, they knew I liked to cook when I came home and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think that's what it was. Mainly my fa my family really kind of guided me, but they didn't really know either. They knew I liked food and all, but yeah. um, 
So that was it. Yeah. So you have these amazing uh, going to your restaurants. I think it reflects who you are a lot. But you have amazing themes and like even just the designs of your restaurant is amazing. The service is amazing. The you know everything is it. It's an experience. And so um, we want to know just as like creatives in the room, like how do you go from uh, just a thought or an idea? Um, how do you make that a reality? Like, how do you bring just a concept and make it something that other people can see? Like, what is the transition? Yeah, there? I, um, this is the reality. I, t I took a, I, I used to think I was a creative, um, a, that I came up with new, fresh ideas. And then I took this little test in the back of a book, the Strength Finder, if anyone's ever done that. And I think what I do remember is that, it, that I was a, a maximizer, and that was someone who you know, had some creative abilities, but uh, really took other people's ideas or things that I've seen and made them better was kind of the, the gist. So how it starts, you know, a lot of it's traveling um, and just being inspired by what I see in other cities and what other people are doing in other cities. Because you know, sometimes if you're, if you're stuck in one city, you're kind of inbred, and everyone starts doing the same thing. And, uh, so we like to go to like Portland or New York or Seattle or LA um, and just say, man, you know, because we, we always travel as chefs together and we're like, you know, man, Atlanta needs this or Atlanta needs that. So how it starts with, we, you know, is look, finding the location. Once you see the location, then for me in my mind, I go to, all right, what does the building look like? What does it feel like? You know, it's typically an older building and we're trying to make it cool and um, and what does the neighborhood need? What does the city need? You know, so I have to, I mean, I have this great fear of losing investors' money. I don't want to do that. Um, so I really think about every part of the process. So I first put together, all right, I think it's for the optimist. I'd say I think we really need a, uh, you know, oyster bar, fish place, you know, seafood place. We and, need um, that. We definitely yeah. need that. <laughs> and, I mean, Atlanta had seafood places, but they were more like either – you know, like Joe's, you know, low end, or they were like McCormick and Schmidt, and they were like uh, like steakhouses, but replace the steak with fish, you know? It's just kind of stuffy, and I'm not stuffy at all. This is probably the dressed up I ever get. Um, but so I, so I thought it needed a place that was like, all right, I love high quality. I love super high quality, but I love that you can be casual when you're there and you don't have to worry about dressing up. So I don't allow any GMs, you know, managers to wear coat and ties because that's just turnoff for me um so so i'll put together a bunch of pictures um of like the feel of what i think it should look like i'll look at um uh, pictures of food that i think it needs to be pictures of just situations of people interacting together uh so basically a typical mood board if people are creatives out here um you'll know what that is uh you know i'll write a sample menu um and, and then I put together the business framework of all right this this is kind of the average, this is kind of the check this is basically the price point we need to do, and then at that point when I have that all together then I just bring in everyone else make sure I communicate clearly to everyone else and then they make what I just did a lot better, um, and then um, uh, and then you know I find you know and my other passion is finding all right which chef I, I don't want it to be about me I'm trying to the media doesn't do that for me that well because they keep putting it about me and it's for me it's about them you know and so I partner with them and then we travel around and we we come to a menu together and and then it goes from there. Um, I mentioned it before but like I feel like one of 
the great things about your restaurants is uh, great service. And Daniel actually had gone to um, a talk of yours, and um, he said he came back with it, and he told it to me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's like such a spiritual truth. The application of that is amazing. But it said something like that. You said something like this, and you can probably say it way better than I could. But um, you wanted, like in every one of your restaurants, um, for people to feel served uh, in a way that's memorable, in a way that, you know, in, in our world that like ministers to them. Like you, wanna, you want them to walk away um, just feeling loved and served and noticed and happy. And um, do you have something to elaborate on yeah. that yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as like servanthood in your restaurant? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, over time, you know, my, my personality or my calling is to serve for sure. Um, not necessarily to serve guests or anything, but to serve the people that I'm working beside me and with me, I think is really important. Um, and a lot of that's just servant leadership, you know. I'm here to give everyone the tools. But um, when it comes to the restaurant itself, uh, it's, I think, uh, I just create what I wanted to create. And what I figured what, what that was was a place uh, to go to bring people together and uh, to have a good experience and they can mainly experience the people that are across from them um, and then it's our goal just to kind of serve them and kind of get in and out of the way you know so really just providing this experience for them and that's the goal um, you know and it's all all dimensions of experience it's from you know, great solid food to the music playing. Um, I mean, I used to make all the iPod lists for every restaurant to make sure that, you know, that the feel feels right um, and not hokey or anything like that. Uh, I mean, all the different angles, you know, just have to be right, but it all revolves around creating the environment for our guests to be able to come in and experience themselves. Okay, so we have two questions left. One is kind of like a Debbie Downer question, and then we wrap it up with like a good challenging yeah. one for everyone. Um, have you ever had a, a dream or situation that crashed and burned, and what did you learn from it? Like, how did you move past that? If you can't think of any, that's amazing. yeah. The other day, I, the other day I made this gumbo and I burned the roux, so I, so I threw it away. I, I bet it was no. still amazing. <laughs> no, no, no. I have it from a restaurant. Is probably where you're hidden. <laughs> um, you know, we haven't had anything. None of the restaurants um, have ever lost money any month ever, you know. So we're really blessed. That's just kind of something different in this industry. And um, I'd say we've had some that are uh, not as good as we projected, but that would probably be it. A lot of it is like I, I for 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 instance, some uh, beetle cat in um, Inman Park. I mean, it's it's that's a tough neighborhood for me to figure out. But I knew the neighborhood was casual, and I knew the neighborhood was, uh, you know, a little more price conscious. I think um, so. I knew I couldn't be the optimist with beetle cat. So, um, but we created two two levels. One level is seems to be the more popular level, and that's the downstairs den. If you haven't been there, it's got this. 1970s shag carpet vibe, you know, with, um, you know, speakers hanging on the wall. I don't think any of y'all are old enough to remember those days, but, um, and people love that feel down there. Where upstairs is more of a nautical, authentic, um, nautical feel, I guess you'd say. You know, that one's been tough, you know, but it's just kind of just dig in every day. My, my gut is just to dig in and, and, and 
just make sure we're listening. We don't necessarily have to conform to everything that everyone says, but but um, but just listen and make everything better, every single component every day. Um, make those general inter interactions with our guests every every day really strong, and just just let it grow. Well, that was not as sad or depressing as I thought it would be. I thought we'd have like this sob story, um, but you're you're doing great, Ford. <laughs> you're doing really great. Um, Okay, so this is our last question, and it's very simple. Um, as you, you know, you said when you walked in, you felt something, and uh, obviously we believe that we're a part of something big God wants to do, and he's using, you know, art and the creatives and worship and music, everything to do that, um, and you're part of that world, and so just as you look out into this room full of people, um, what advice would you give them? I mean, you already feel inspired as you walk in this place and see them, but if you had just like one quick affirmation and word of advice to them um, before you leave here today, what would that be? You're from a business or from like a... From your heart. <laughs> from your heart. Not e it doesn't even have to... I mean, why don't you do both? Why don't you do one business related and then we want to hear just... Spiritual rights? Good... Not even spiritual-wise, just from from you as as a person. Think of a father, like these are all your children, and you're just <laughs> like, go for it, kids. Um, well, I, I mean, I, I definitely am. A, I'm very passionate about um, doing what inspires you, no matter if anyone's trying to go through a, you know, hey, trying to figure out where they need to go, you know, in their life, uh, whether that's work or personal marriage or whatever. Um, I think you know, only you know what, what, what can drive you and just don't let anyone else, you know, get in the way of that and tell you you should be doing something different, different direction because um, I, I try to, like when I, just for instance, when I hire someone, I say, what do you love doing most in work? What are you great at and what are you bad at? And they tell me what they're bad at. I'm like, okay, good. You know, we're going to focus on you because we know that we're going to focus on what you're good at because your your potential to grow in your good area is ten times as much as your potential to grow in your bad area. So who cares about your bad area? Everyone has a bad area, so or a, or a weakness. So um, forget about it. You know, just be honest with it, own it. You know, try to get a little bit better, but focus on what you're good at. So I don't know. I mean, that's. That's, a, that's another. That's a, that's kind of a, just a real thing for me. Yeah, sure. Well, we're so thankful that again that you came and just talked to us for a little bit. Like we believe in you and love you, and um, I will I will eat at every single one of your restaurants um, to support you if I if I have to. What time, um, what time did I text you? I texted her uh, <laughs> one night. We had a late night beefsteak dinner at. Uh, Marcel. Marcel. Okay. So normally this would have costed probably a hundred and twenty dollars a head, and um, it was a I think it was a seventy five cent dinner is what it was. So, um, and then I guess we probably emailed you about ten thirty at night. And well, I saw like, I saw your Instagram. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, we had just Timothy and I, my husband, we had gotten out of a wedding and we were like dressed up, oh. and we had just gotten home and I was on the couch and I looked and saw your Instagram. And I texted you. I think I said something like, for do we need to be at this? And you said, you said, can you get here in 30 minutes? 
There's no way you can get from where I live. She's out there. To Marcel in 30 minutes. But I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll make it. I think Timothy went close to like 110 down the highway. Because <laughs> we're like, we got to make it. We got to make it in time. But um, yeah. we just we just ate meat and um, hung out with a lot of rich people. <laughs> and It was actually the poor people. It was only 75 cents. Well, they gave me some of their business cards. And I oh, don't okay. think they paid 75 cents for dinners. <laughs> Um, and we, I think we might've made up our careers just for the night. Cause we knew we'd never see them again. And so one, <laughs> one lady was like the, like financial, what are those called? F F C CFO. Yep. Oh, yeah, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah. So I had all the letters, <laughs> right. Just not in the right. Order. CFO. She's like the CFO for like, um, Williams Sonoma uh-huh, uh-huh. and like lives in LA. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a designer. As well. I'm like, I don't, I can't really tell them what I do. I don't really know exactly what I do, but um, it was a really good time. So Ford, Ford treats you right. So we had, we had our 64 steak dinner that night. We were well fed. Um, I'm not going to give out your phone number to everybody. No one's going to be texting you every night trying to, trying to come into your special dinners. But thank you for letting us do that. Um, Well, we are going to take a break. Let's give it up for Ford Fry. We hope you come again, come and hang definitely, out with us. Definitely, definitely. I, I see this thing getting, I don't know if you want it huge, but I could see it just, if I, I, mean, if I could feel like this in the dome or whatever the new stadium, I mean, I, w- I would go for it, but it, I would only, I have to, it has to, it has to feel like it felt when I walked in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, could, I could do that. I'm yeah. just seeing like catering, like Ford Fried catering at our next Linus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wow, what a great idea. Well, we love you. Thank you for coming. We appreciate you. It's great. We're going to take a couple-minute break, so you guys stand up, stretch your legs, go outside. The sun is shining.